0: With Swag Play beginning this week, we look at the state of the conference, one of the biggest storylines, and then also the five upcoming matchups of the first week of real Swag Play. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today Saints Wire. I appreciate you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off, in it will cut off. It doesn't mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S, ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that is designed to treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And this is all about the swag, baby. It is. We wrap up with our extra games of the week. All of which are SWAC matchups. We kick it in the middle in the middle of it with a discussion about Andrew Body's health because this is one of the biggest storylines headed into the SWAC play. But before any of it, let's get into the state of the conference. Now you may wonder why do I say this is the first week of real SWAC play? And that's because look, I know we've had FAMU versus Jackson State, we've had Prairie View versus Texas Southern, and we've had Southern versus Alabama AM. But those are kind of one-offs. Like, oh, yeah, sprinkle a little game here, sprinkle game. Everybody else playing out of conference. Almost every single SWAC team is playing a conference game this week. This is the real week of SWAC play because now you're going to get into more consistent matchups within the conference that hold weight. Yes, Southern versus Jackson State happened. Southern versus Alabama State happened. Those were games between conference opponents, but they were not conference games. They don't go into the matchup list when I'm talking about SWAC play. So now that we've cleared that up on what exactly real swag play is, let's get into the state of the conference because it's divided in two. You have the East, you have the West, and I think the East is a little bit simpler to really discuss. There's not so many moving parts within the East. I actually think the East might be a week or two away from being sewn up. Hey, we'll leave that until tomorrow. But it's just like it's been the last two years. You've had a top dog and people are chasing, and it's been a clear top dog from the beginning. Actually, I don't know if that was the case in 2021. I don't know if everybody knew that Jackson State, after beating FAMU, was just going to go on this run that they went on. So I'll say it's been this way for the last two years, 2022, 2023, where when Jackson State beat FAMU, everybody was like, all right, this is Jackson State's, this is their division, and this is probably their conference, and everybody's playing catch-up. That's what it is this year, except it's FAMU. Now the shoe's on the other foot because the Rattlers are the ones who won that week one matchup. And it feels like everybody's playing catch up to them. And I think it's a three-team race. I think Alabama State can make some noise. I'm still scared about them. Their lack of consistency on the offensive end still worries me, I'll be honest. But I think that I have to put them in a conversation as teams who can make some noise because I think I think the Hornets could be anybody on any given day. Then you look at Jackson State. They lost to FAMU, so they're really playing catch-up, and they're hoping that FAMU slips. Matter of fact, one of the things that, that Jackson State needs to do specifically this week is be rooting on the downfall of FAMU because you need it. And the earlier it happens, the better for you because you can just feel more confident because you don't really have much room for error. I feel like Jackson State has to be perfect. Meanwhile, FAMU is sitting at the top, and they can slip. You want to be careful who you slip against. You want to not slip at all, but you have to be careful on who you slip against But you have the margin for error that Jackson State doesn't have. Everybody else hasn't really, you know, the people who I'm looking at, they haven't played a conference game, so it means a little bit less, you know, talking about slip and margin for error, so I won't really address that towards them. But that's the East. It's FAMU's division. Everybody's trying to catch up. FAMU looks like the top dog. They performed like the top dog. Now what are they going to do going forward, right? But then you get to the West, and it's the wicked West. It's the it's the wild, wild West. I thought it was going to be that way last year, and it was. I think it's going to be the way this year, and I feel like I'm pretty confident it will yet again be a very wild division and one that has a lot going on. No lead dog and probably comes down to the last week or two because I stepped into this season thinking it was going to be Southern, Texas Southern, and Alcorn. Those are the three teams that I thought were going to get it done. Southern has not inspired confidence, and I thought that, This week was a perfect example where the defense was dominant and it looks really good, but the offense cannot sustain offensive momentum. They can't because at the beginning of the game, they usually get something going, but then it's like a switch happened. Then it happens at different times, but it's never after halftime where it's just, all right, we've done something. Well, what are we doing here? And that's, that's not something that feels championship caliber. It's the reason that many people are upset and disappointed with the performance of Eric Dooley's offense. This is what Dooley does. Dooley does offense, period. Like even if you want to look at everything else, Dooley is an offensive. I don't want to call him a mastermind because that's thrown out there too loosely. I don't want to call him, I don't want to call him any of these names because these are just thrown out there. Dooley is a person who is an offensive specialist. And I think that is an accurate way to put it. I don't want to throw these cliches. He's a wizard. He's a guru. He's a mastermind. All right, man. People get all of those. But the offense of Southern not being up to par is concerning because you've seen the talent. You've seen the moments, but you've never seen it consistently string together. Really, not even three quarters, let alone four. But then you look at Alcorn. I still like Alcorn. They haven't played a conference game. I still need to see more. I just need to see more from Alcorn. The reasons I was excited about them going into the year, I'm still excited about them. That defensive line, I still think is going to be a monster. Jarvin Howard, I still think is going to be a monster. Like I like Alcorn, just need to see more. And then TSU, we'll discuss Andrew Body's health. But there were things in that Prairie View game that made me question, and that was with Andrew Body, if this team had the killer instinct, because I know that they went on Instagram Live. That I follow the Instagram page so I know they went on Instagram live and from what I heard I didn't watch it but from what I heard they were doing interviews with players on the sideline and when you do interviews with players on the sideline and then you have the collapse that you had against Prairie View yeah I have questions I have questions if you are mentally ready are you actually ready to compete because that kind of stuff tells me that you're not so I have some questions and those were my big three then you get into Prairie View And Prairie View had their moments. I feel like they should have lost that game. So I like PV and Trazon Conley improved as a passer like he said he was going to show. Not even say he was going to show he improved, but show that he can pass the ball, which is something many people didn't think he could do. Against TSU, he did do it. I think he looked really nice, right? I'm not even going to lie to you. There's There's no bias that will keep me from saying that I thought that Trazon Conley had more than a couple nice throws on the Labor Day Classic, right? Then you look at Grambling, and Grambling's the one that's like, ah, what they did against Hampton did not inspire confidence in me. So I still kind of walk away with my same three, but it's really like, okay, Southern's out, TSU kind of out. Now I'm really riding with Alcorn, and Alcorn was the team I wanted to go with from the beginning, but my heart said TSU, so I'm still kind of stuck with Alcorn. I like them. They haven't shown me any reason not to like them. PV, I don't know. Grambling, that defense just did not give me – I wasn't happy about the performance of the defense in week one, and since then they played LSU and Florida Memorial. Not really judging much from the defensive performances in either one of those matchups. But Miles Crowley is somebody I like. And because I like Miles Crowley, I will never count out Grambling. Grambling finally has a quarterback, which is a re- – finally, they didn't have one last year. And the reason I couldn't believe in them is because they had no quarterback, they didn't put anything together, and they didn't have somebody who I felt could have brought them out of the mud. I think Miles Crawley from the things I've seen, is somebody who can bring you out of the mud. I really like what I've seen from the quarterback position. So the state of the swag is the East is fam used to lose, while the West is anybody's to win. Who you feeling? Alcorn, Grambling, Southern's gonna make a comeback. Texas Southern. I don't. I, I don't know any PV anybody but UAPB in my mind. I don't think Pine Bluff's gonna get it done. Uh, but overall, that's the that's the swag. That's the swag. A division that feels all the way but finished and then a division that feels like it hasn't even yet to been started. Welcome to my conference. And as we move forward, I some questions about Andrew Body's health that I kind of spoke very briefly about in this segment here. And as we move forward, we're going to expand on this idea of how it's been handled and then also the impact of his injury as we move forward with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics. So my push to you, don't be reactive. Because if something happens, you might not have time to be able to get whatever you need. Be proactive. Go ahead and get the Jace case today. Get those five antibiotics. And all it's really simple. All you have to do is go online, fill out a form. Sometimes you have to talk to one of their, their uh, board-certified physicians, and you'll get the Jace case to you. Simple as that. Simple as that. And you get ongoing care from the physician. You're going to have people who are going to be making sure that you get everything you need. So do not be unprepared. Take advantage of this. Everybody should be proactive. That means going to get the Jace case. They should feel empowered. You should feel empowered to take care of yourself. Get the five life saving antibiotics for emergency use and give you the peace of mind so that if anything happens, you know you are prepared. You can get over $360 worth of savings and an additional $20 when you go to jacemedical.com. That's j s j a s e medical.com and you use the promo code locked on. As we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And if you're wondering why I'm so excited, why I just seem like I powered up words to my little brother. I did a, a Goku move, whatever it's called. I went Super Saiyan. Shout out my brother Devin. I hope he hears me while I'm recording this. But I went Super Saiyan. And I'm excited because it's swag time. And you know, this is my conference. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to discuss the MIAC, I'm going to discuss the CIAA, I'm going to discuss. The C, I already said the C the MEAC, the CIAC, and the CIAA. I don't remember which one I said and didn't say. But at the end of the day, the SWAC is my conference. That's where I'm at, TSU, right? So I'm excited to do this, and I'm excited to bring you tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon, we'll be a part of the College Football Kickoff Live. I'm going to record my segment after this so I do not forget. I'm going to make sure that I get it done and get it to you, 10 a.m. to noon. Be a part of that, streaming live on the Locked on HBCU. YouTube page. But right now, this is something that's a little bit concerning because Andrew body's health should be the primary concern for all Texas Southern fans at the moment in this body situation, honest and truly has been handled poorly. This is not a situation that I think, and I don't know if it's just coach McKinney, but coach McKinney is the face of the information because he's delivering this information at press conferences. I don't think he's handled this well. Honest and truly, because week two, week one, he played. Body played week one. Week two, he didn't play. And this was against Toledo, right? Yeah, I think it was against Toledo. And it was a bad game. But when asked about why Body didn't play, it was said he was healthy enough to play. I didn't believe that then. I I was kind of concerned, like, okay, if he's healthy enough to play, why is he not playing? Now, for those who may not be familiar Andrew Boddy is dealing or was dealing with a shoulder injury from the end of last year. He suffered that shoulder injury at the end of last year, and he's still dealing with it, right? So those things are still happening. I didn't, I wasn't really buying the rest idea. I was like, eh, okay. But then you come out and say, Body is healthy enough to play. And I don't know why. I guess technically he could have just been being completely truthful and forthcoming. But that made my radar go up. Like, Why'd you say that? He was, he was healthy enough to play. Ah, it, I didn't believe it. I, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't sound believable to me. Fast forward two weeks. You've now gone against Rice. Andrew Body yet again did not play. Pause. Let's say Andrew Body was healthy enough. Let's say that Andrew Body could have played in both of those two games. Andrew Body should have played in at least one of those two games, if not both of them. I don't care that you're going against two FBS teams. That, that doesn't matter to me. I'm not resting him in both of those games i need to get the offense flowing especially after what happened at the end of the prairie view game for me to just sit out my quarterback for two weeks until we get in the swipe place no we need to be working out some issues if he's healthy but he wasn't healthy because now you get to this week and it's not a oh he's healthy enough it's he's a game time decision well riddle me this batman How'd he go from being healthy enough to play in week two to being a game time decision in week four when I know he's not taking any contact during the week of practice? It's because he wasn't healthy enough to begin with. And from a a media standpoint, it's hard to operate this way. From a strictly media standpoint, when you hear things like he's healthy enough to play, now the conversation becomes, if he's healthy enough, why isn't he playing? But that's not the conversation we should have been having at all. The conversation we should have been having is what's going on with Andrew Body's health, right? Because when you say he's healthy enough, it kind of takes the health out of the equation when discussing his play. And I, I, I'm not here to try to save face for Body or anything, but I'm here to be able to give the right information for me to be able to discuss things. Because if I heard Andrew Body was injured, because from what I'm hearing, I did a little digging. And from what I'm hearing, not only is he not a game time decision, he might be out for multiple weeks. Like, it's it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's out. And the only reason I'm saying almost, because from what I hear, it is a foregone conclusion. The only reason I'm saying almost is because something miraculous could happen, and maybe that's what McKinney is holding out hope for. But if he's holding out hope, waiting for something miraculous to happen, I don't know, man. I I just I wish he would have handled it differently. So let's let's operate with the idea that Andrew Body is out for the next two to three weeks, right? Let's just let's just go with that. If Body is out for the next two to three weeks you're looking at Jace Wilson to carry things over because I, I don't know exactly what Wilson has. I don't think that those games against FBS competition is a fair sample size to really judge who he is. That's not fair, right? But the reason a lot of people had a lot of confidence in TSU to be major contenders in the SWAC this year is because of Andrew Body. I think they have a lot of talent on that team, but I believe the idea of them going over the top was a body thing. And with body not there, now you have huge shoes to foot, to step into because you still have those expectations. You know, like you still have this idea that, OK, we need to be a competitor because we still have guys like Quay Davis, still have guys like Ladarius Owens, still have guys like Jacob Williams on the other side of the football at linebacker. You still have I can't remember his name. I don't know if I remember, if I ever knew his name, but 24 in the secondary. I liked him. I think they have some cornerbacks. Like, you have talent on this TSU team. What I will not do is speak on the ceilings I think they needed Andrew Body to reach and make it sound like it's just Andrew Body creating the whole team. That is not true. I do believe there is talent on this Texas Southern Tiger football team. But now, Jace Wilson, you have to step into a guy who was supposed to lift them over the top. And what are you going to do? It adds some intrigue. I'm not going to lie. As a fan of football, I'm intrigued in what happens here. As an, uh, an alum of Texas Southern, I didn't really care to have the intrigue. I kind of just wanted my star quarterback to be there, but it's okay. Things happen. Because the other level of this is Andrew Body misses enough time. You might just want to start considering a medical redshirt. Like that might just be the best thing for him so that he can come in and he can still have all of his eligibility or be able to max out his eligibility in college. Like, these are things you have to discuss. These are things you have to actually not only discuss, but fully consider as a real possibility as what's best for your guy. Because you're supposed to do what's best for your players as well as what's best for your team. And I think maybe a medical shirt might end up being the case, depending on how bad or how long he has to be out. So there's so many things when it comes to TSU that I'm interested in, but mostly Jace Wilson, because... LaDarius Owens, you might have to lean on him. You might have to lean on these wide receivers, but mostly the running game, and that's LaDarius Owens. You might have to lean on that. You might have to lean on the defense playing better. They had times, they had spots against Prairie View where they did play better. They just ended up giving 37 points up, so it doesn't look like that, but they had their moments. This is heavily impactful for TSU. If if Andrew Body can't play, I don't think they reach their ceiling. If they don't reach their ceiling, Uh, There might be ramifications in the offseason that I'm not quite ready to get into. But if he's listed to being out, then we'll have a conversation. Matter of fact, we'll continue conversations about these Texas Southern Tigers as we move forward with the episode and look at our extra games of the week because Grambling faces TSU as Grambling kicks off their first game in swag play. Let's look at that in another one, another matchup, as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And did you put some money down? Did you bet with some other other everydayers that I wasn't going to be wearing my bird dogs? That I was just talking yesterday? I'm not going to get up and show you my legs and whatnot. But trust me, I'm wearing them, okay? I'm wearing my bird dogs. And if you put $5 down and you lost that bet, if this were FanDuel, you would get $200 back in bonus bets if you were a first-time customer. If you weren't a first-time customer... You don't get the bonus bets, but you get a $100 off of the Sunday ticket package, which is on YouTube, on YouTube TV. So it's just that simple. Maybe you thought he wasn't going to wear his bird dogs. Well, he did. Maybe you thought this person wasn't going to hit the, the over, it, but he did. And then you're going to go ahead and get rewarded. There's really no such thing as losing when you're talking about FanDuel.com. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Take part in whatever the sport is, football, basketball, because the WNBA playoffs are going on. All of these things are available on FanDuel.com. Slash locked on. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, making it all the way to segment three. I did it with the pinky this time, and thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. And we have our games to watch this week. I'll tell you, I think I already said yesterday, maybe the day before. Family versus Alabama State is going to be our game of the week. And we're sticking with themes. Sorry, there's no MEAC schools here. I appreciate all of my MEAC everydayers who decided to stay with me and just wanted to be educated on what's going on in the SWAC, maybe get a little info, information. you are like, okay, now this is what I'm I'm looking at. But there's no, no MEAC schools in our game of the week. This is all SWAC. You see the title. See the thumbnail. It says State of the SWAC. That's what this is now. So the first game I said, it. we're going Grambling, Texas Southern. I said it. Like this is the game that I'm so upset Body isn't healthy for because Yard Talk, HBCU, love you, girl. Man, we appreciate you. You be doing your thing on Twitter. She brought up a valid point, and that is Crawley versus Body is a matchup that we're about to miss, and we're going to really be disappointed that we missed it. I spoke about Crawley earlier in the episode, I believe that Crawley is a guy who, even if the defensive Grambling doesn't get it together, and I'm basing this solely off of the first week, right? Because I don't think weeks two and three were a great example of how good that defense was. I don't know if this week is going to be a great example. But even if Grambling's defense doesn't get it together, I think that Miles Crawley is the type of quarterback who can make up for a poor defense. He's looked great. I really did like how he looked. I've seen moments against LSU. I saw it against Hampton. This guy is one of the guys. And when I went on Fox 54 for the swag preview, was it the swag preview? I think it was the swag preview, but I think it was after week one. Excuse me. When I went up there and I was talking to Mo Carter, the thing that I said to him was, Grambling has a quarterback that gives me more confidence than I had had previously. I believe, simple and plain, I believe in Miles Crawley. So while we won't get the the Crawley versus body matchup, we will be able to see Jace Wilson for the first time. And I hate it because – well, not the first time, but the first time in conference play. And I hate it because it's not going to give me an accurate take in how I feel about the Grambling defense. Like I'm probably still going to need to see whatever they do the following week to know because this is a quarterback who's only going into his third start. But if Jace Wilson comes out and lights it up, I'm probably going to feel pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like this is the this will be a test for him. The conversation has shifted from Crowley versus Body to what does Wilson do if Wilson plays? Maybe the miraculous happens and we end up having Body. But even if you do have Body, I don't think it's gonna be this quarterback showdown because they're more than likely gonna limit how much Body throws the ball if he does play. Then you have Prairie versus Allcorn, and that's the game you need to watch. That 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 right there is the game that. If FAMU wasn't playing Alabama State, if FAMU was playing any other school other than Jackson State, of course, because they already played them, any other school, this would have been my game of the week. PV versus Alcorn is going to tell you so much. PV versus Alcorn might be the one that decides to SWAC West because, Grambling, we haven't seen them yet in the SWAC West. We haven't seen them in a SWAC, period. The only HBCU game we saw them play was against Hampton. Yeah, TSU. They might have just lost Andrew Body for a couple of weeks. Who knows how long? Can't feel too great about that. Southern just hasn't looked that good. They just have it. They feel like if you can put points on them, they're done. If you can put 21 points up on Southern, it kind of feels like, all right, you won this game. Meanwhile, Prairie View has shown resilience. Prairie View has a quarterback who would look like he has taken a step in the passing department. Allcorn, we just don't know about, but we had a lot of hype about them going into the season. These are the two teams. That looked the best. These are the teams that look the most promising within the SWAC, if you ask me. In the SWAC West, specifically. Right? So, yeah, this is a big-time game. And I want to see what who wins. Just period, who wins? Because this type of tiebreaker, we can get into the X's and O's and how people look and all of those things. But who wins the matchup? <laughs> I don't care. If, if Prairie View continues to win like they did against Week 1 against, Prairie, uh, against Texas Southern, I'm okay with that. Because they're going to win. And there's only so many times you need to win these games. And if you're going to win ugly, you're going to win ugly. F- frankly, I think that FAMU is going to beat whoever comes out of the West anyway. That's just how I feel. It's not like they fighting fighting the inevitable, but I'm not really worried about who looks the most dominant. I'm just worried about wins and losses. And this Prairie View versus Alcorn game is a matchup that is going to be heavily impactful at the end of the season within a SWAC. So those are my only two that I have to really watch. Jackson's for the record. I'm just going to re- read off the rest of these. Jackson State plays Bethune Cookman. Not really moved by that, but I am, I guess I am kind of interested to see what Bethune Cookman looks like as they step into swipe play with Raymond Woody as their head coach. I guess that's a little bit interesting, but that's not one that I'm really just honed in on. Like, I can, I could just check to see what happened later. UAPB, UAPB versus Alabama AM is tonight, tonight, Thursday night. 6.30 Central, so make sure you're checking that out. I think it's actually on, if I'm not mistaken, I think it is on ESPNU. So <clears throat> that's something to watch. And then lastly, Mississippi Valley State. They're the only team in the conference that's not having a conference game this week. They're playing North Carolina Central. And I had a no meak rule. You don't count them. Nah, seriously, I wouldn't have counted them anyway. This is not a game that moves me. Overall, the only games that move me, Grambling versus TSU, PV versus Alcorn, Alabama State versus FAMU. Those are the three SWAG matchups as we enter SWAG play that really moved the needle for me. We discussed two today, and the other one is our game of the week. So come on tomorrow and check out our game of the week where we have three matchups, two storylines, and one key to victory for each team. I appreciate you today for making this your first listen of the day every day. With a lineup like that, I struggle to see how you wouldn't do it tomorrow as well. So I look forward to seeing you then too. But until the next time that we're here to the family, take care, stay blessed. Oh, yeah, and follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Peace.